You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. It's another Friday, and God damn, this is a long week. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did it feel long to you, too? Feeling that. Yeah, I was yeah. thrown off. Um, well, Monday was a, like a Veterans Day. And yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and I, I think just it's kind because, of I felt... um, I think it's because Thanksgiving's around the corner, and you're just waiting for that little break to come through. And yeah, we've got that. I don't know. Usually when there's so many through. moving parts with accounts, it feels particularly fat that, you know, fast paced the weeks, but this yeah. one, I mean, it's been so, I've been working nights and it's feeling slow, even though it, there's so much going on. I just, I don't yeah. know what that's about yeah. this week. Well, and I kind of had like a, a weekend in last weekend where I didn't really go out and I didn't drink or anything. And it's like, is it bad that I just really want to, a cocktail right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's been too long. I know. I, I, can, I can look at my text and if I'm texting people going like, hey, uh, are we drinking tonight? <laughs> like, you know it's been yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely been a week, at least for me. Not a bad week, just a slow one. And uh-huh. I don't know. Those always but get But I am me. looking forward yeah. to next week. Yeah. The are slow... you guys going to try to like... Go ahead. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, are you guys going to try to uh, just take the week off next week or oh, God, no. enjoy or use the, the few days off to kind of catch up on other things? That's how I'm. Yeah, I'll be it, working till Wednesday, I know for sure. And then okay. we still have I've got class on Tuesday, but I, I love that Thanksgiving and Christmas seem to be those time where everyone, including all your clients, do take the days off, I feel. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it will be. I, I kind of tend to know maybe a day or two before how it's going to be. But uh, I'm planning on making it a four-day weekend. <laughs> nice. Good for you. I'll be working we'll the yeah. morning of Thanksgiving. Oh, no. You're kidding. Aww. It's just the way it is right now. I mean. Really? Especially working with all these vendors where you have to get shit in before the holidays hit like crazy because they're already feeling the bottleneck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jason on turkey duty then? Oh, God. We never host and cook the turkey. Ever. Oh, good, good. Ever, ever, ever. She's smart. She knows. I've never done that myself. <laughs> I've never done it, and I kind of dread the day that I'm expected. I'm all about the sides anyway. I, I mean, no, you never even, you never really hear people talk about how amazing turkey is. It's all about the sides when it comes to yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like why. So I, I prepare I, a shitload of that's sides. A and the one Thanksgiving in Salt Lake that we did host, and we did make everything, we totally did like a progressive, liberal, like non-traditional Thanksgiving with non-turkey. Oh, you had fish or something? Nice. Oh, gosh, no. We didn't have it. We had those <laughs> like Thanksgiving Cornish game hens to- or whatever that are amazing. You have we had those. <laughs> See, just be vegetarian <laughs> and then you never have to host Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one would ever put that on you. Hey, like, just because but- you don't eat it doesn't mean you, can't, you don't have to prepare it. Oh, I won't. I would never touch it. I can't even. I can't even. I can't cook. No, I can't. <laughs> it's amazing how many vegetarian friends I know that do cook meat all oh, the time. Good for them. Consistently. I, for I would just make it a carbo load. There's a lot it of would... chefs, I think. I yeah. think there's a lot of chefs who are vegetarian. Yeah, they still have to. Yeah. 
They still get in there. Yeah, right. They put I their guess hands that's all the up same. in that turkey cavity. Yeah. Can't yeah, do it. That's the same. <laughs> Can't do it. I'll make you some impossible burgers. <laughs> and, impossible and some burgers. Tofurky. I love it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Nice. There's that's a little cool. plug. Right. Send me some free stuff, impossible burger. <laughs> How do we this get This has been message? holiday talk brought to you by Wesley <laughs> Kellenick. There you go. <laughs> Before we get on with the show, though, I want to remind you guys uh, to keep sending in, in those listener questions. We love getting those. And uh, as I've said before, a few episodes back, uh, we have so many more episodes that are not in our iTunes feed. So if you mm-hmm. want to go back to the classic episodes, uh, you're going to have to go to the deependdesign.com slash classics. And basically you pay with a tweet or you pay with a Facebook post, and then you get access to the full archives. Yay. So you can see all those like 60 something episodes that uh, just iTunes just won't show you. Bastards. Sons of, <laughs> sons of bitches. All right, cool. So do that. And also, our next episode is going to be our annual uh, holiday gift giving episode or gift guide where we talk about all the, the gift ideas that designers would want to ask for for the holidays. So, mm-hmm. um, in preparation for that, we would love it if you guys would tweet us with links of things that you would be asking for oh, or that yes. you may want us to feature. Yeah. On our next episode, yeah. we'll give you a shout out. Do listeners ever yeah. pony up and do that pretty well when we do these gift apps ahead of time? I don't think I don't we've asked on the really gift asked before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we have. Yeah. We definitely have. But I like to but think maybe that we've, our... You're saying it well in advance this time. Maybe we've said it too late in advance from before. <laughs> that could yeah. be it. That would be you great. you got a few weeks for us to record that next episode, so get those in. Okay, so just tweet us with the hashtag DGDCGIFT. And then we'll monitor that hashtag, and we will be sure to feature yeah. uh, what you're what you tweeted us on the show. All right, cool. So before we get on to the next part of our uh, LinkedIn series, you know, last episode we talked about how designers can really get their profile into shape on LinkedIn to make sure it's as impactful as possible. Today we're going to take it a step further and show you, you know, what once you've got that basis of the great profile laid out, now here are things you can do you know, basically design client generation strategies on LinkedIn, just best practices um, to help you kind of sidestep some of those landmines that yeah. I feel like a lot of people fall into into traps on LinkedIn and don't quite know what to do, especially designers. We're visual and it seems a little corporate for us, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of times. And so, maybe this could help right? kind of tear down that barrier because it 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 really isn't. I mean, it is the best hub for our connections right now. Exactly. Cool. But before we get there, we need to talk about Skillshare mm-hmm. because we love them ever so much. Uh, the holidays are coming up, so you should. This is what you should be asking for, guys. Is a is a subscription to Skillshare. I've been using them for years now. Uh, basically, you know, they're an online learning platform with over twenty thousand classes in design, photography, marketing, technology, everything you can possibly think of. They've got classes in. Uh, you know, little things that you want to pick up or big overall topics. Like if you want to learn all about augmented reality, how to get into that, there's classes for that. Um, If you want to learn how to design a logo for a restaurant, Mm -hmm. it goes that granular. So anything you want, big or small, they've got you covered. So if you're trying to deepen your skill set, start a side hustle or explore a new passion, Skillshare is here for you (laughs) to keep you learning and thriving. So I love it. I've taken I've taken many classes on things like Facebook ads, email marketing, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, and I, I can't say enough good things about them. So I want you to get on board as well and join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for under one book. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to start your two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash graphic. That's great. All right. Yeah, it's actually keeps on giving. I'm going to take know? advantage of it. I'm, I'm, my New Year's resolution, one of them, is to learn XD. And I'm going to take a few Skillshare classes on that. And I, I think that could be a fun thing for everybody to think about. Like if, if there's something that is on your list for next year or think something you want to learn, get on there. I, I found the great ones on Skillshare. They're fantastic, you know? Yeah. LinkedIn is the topic today. And Nick, you've, uh, you've kind of put together a handy guide for us to go from, because this is something you talk a lot about yeah. with your students. Right? I think it's super important, man. And like wherever you are in your career right now, I mean, I think you can benefit from this and learning and using LinkedIn more. It's funny too. Um, have you guys tried the thing on the iPhone now where it can kind of show you your time on all your apps? You know, have you seen this? It, well, like, it just pops up and tells you, me what my screen time is. Exactly. So you, like, yeah. I don't, don't want to know. No, you can turn that off, but <laughs> you know, can I look can at it when you want off. to. I know. I know. But my goal <laughs> is I'm trying to make it Instagram and Twitter less and LinkedIn more. And I think oh, that's well, a smart way you. to think about it because, like, if you are going to spend that time, you might as well make it, like, worthwhile for your business. I mean, I feel like the Instagram and particularly Instagram is just flooded with designers talking to designers. We want to talk to new business people. We want to talk to people that are going to get us some new work. So hopefully now that we have our profiles set up well, we take these tips and start action plans on LinkedIn to get noticed more and to start really good conversations. And that's what we're going to do today. Perfect. Awesome. We'll start with the first, first one here is literally and this is something we have, you know, pushed a lot is being the specialist and being the expert in what you do. And I think what's smart is to think about it um, on LinkedIn the same way. I think myself and anybody else who's really on LinkedIn for this reason is tr- always trying to push the envelope. And one of the best things they've done is they've given you the tools of things like writing articles. And articles show up just like posts, but they're much more in depth, right? You can write a very small one. You can write a very in-depth one, you can add multimedia and slideshows and great pictures to it. But what's great about it is you want to shoot to create like a series or a series of articles in the specialty zone of your expertise, right? So like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's funny too. It's no different from like a blog and no different from even like what we're doing here on a podcast, right? You're trying to put together a series of focused things and writing these articles gives you the look of being I hate even to say expert, but more like someone that's at least in that zone and gets it. So when someone does want to reach out and find out something more about that, they find you as that expert or that person that's, you know, in depth with it, with the knowledge you're sharing on your LinkedIn article. So choose an expert uh, or topic that you feel that maybe you're an expert in or something that you want to be known for. So Restaurant this is branding. so relative Perfect. to the niche thing that we've overviewed yeah. time and again. I know, isn't it? It's like yeah. you think about. And that's why it's good to have a niche, is so that you because otherwise, if you don't have a niche, this becomes very. You know, now you're talking about a million different things, but if you have a niche, now you can really start this expert status thing with 
articles that just really fit into that niche, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's, what's really great about it is you're publishing these things, showing kind of your thing and people are, even if they're not reading the articles so much, you're, you're, you're getting in their feeds and they're seeing like Mikel keeps posting things about, you know, uh, branding for social media and this and whatever. And it's like, all of a sudden you're building up this level of like expertise. And so when someone does need it, who are they going to go to that person that they've seen time and time again, writing and contributing to it. So make sure you're doing it. You've picked a little area. Maybe what you want to do is take a, a small topic and publish a series of different things and articles on LinkedIn. It's very similar to kind of like a blog, but your tone just stays a little bit more professional because you're there on LinkedIn. And those results have been really, really great. Anytime I've written an article on there, and don't think you have to write a book, guys. I mean, this could be just an expanded post, really. It's like maybe yeah. two paragraphs. You throw in some hyperlinks, throw in some pictures, Yes. Um, and, and it's fantastic. And what I was doing was I was doing, I was sharing a lot, uh, when we did events with our school and other things, just to kind of promote this idea of like how, how important it is to be strategic with your design. And then I started doing that with my work stuff too. So as both of those were in the same topic, they lived in different worlds and I was attracting different audiences. So I was getting educators who were chiming in or I'd get uh, cl potential new clients who would chime in and say, Hey, tell me more about that. So you make yeah, okay. great connections with this yeah. and it's a real connection. It's not someone who just found you and said, let's connect or me finding someone saying, let's connect. They're responding to your article and that's, that's starting a conversation. So it's yeah. a fantastic way to start off trying for new things on LinkedIn for sure. Nice. That's better than just the PHP developers I get every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, and, and, I know. And if you're Those curious of what they look get. like, go, and look at mine. I post. I've done about maybe ten or so, and they're real simple. You can get in depth. You can keep them very, very, um, you know, brief and, and to the point. But what's nice is you pop in some pictures. You put in a hyperlink or two to the whatever the connection is. And you'll see the engagement level is much more than just like. They actually will write something. And that's the goal. You just want to have a better conversation. So maybe that person down the road is saying, damn, I want to hire Wes because he's front and center when I'm thinking about everything I've seen him do on LinkedIn. You know? Mm -hmm. Nice. By the yeah. way, can you guys hear this work? There's like some kind of leaf blower outside. Can you guys, can no. you guys hear it? Cool. No. Not at all. Good. No. All right. So I would like to tack on to that because um Sure. This this I mean there's a reason we've chosen the discussion topic around LinkedIn as opposed to other social media channels for that very yeah. reason. People take the time to write and to follow up. It's not it's not one of those social media channels where you love or like or Good point. or or, or or repost or share. It's it's different and distinct in that respect. So I feel like it's just a channel that people just take more career seriously in that vein. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. But so okay. So jumping now to my my area, which is engage in topic discussions, and this actually can be overwhelming. There's so many different ways to do this yeah. on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know, it's funny, you'll see a conversation get started and the thread is nuts, but those that are getting it started are so proficient. It's almost intimidating. And it's like, it's like for years, you know, before you kind of sit on the sidelines and you, you're kind of an audience member and you have a look at 
you know, how this, the topic discussion began from an expert. And there's no reason you can't become one and start totally. the conversation. So it's not, it's not anything to be, to be nervous about. What's the worst that can happen, right? I know. You're shunned from that group. Ooh. <laughs> but also, you know how we were talking about the niche component to this and becoming a particular expert in a, some sort of arena? I argue that that is very useful, of course, sure. But I've absolutely been a part of topic discussions through LinkedIn that hit a ton of different areas of design from the creative industry as a whole. So yeah. I, I'm not leery and hesitant to post. Of course, you know, when there's downtime, this is an excellent practice to take on. But I'm not, I don't have hesitance to post an, and, and discuss a number of different arenas that I support. I don't, we, we've all, we all know this. I don't have a niche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can and, also ask a question too. In and I run a where, successful right? business. It can yeah. work. It can yeah. happen. Um, it's not to say that it's not totally smart to, you know, run and, and I'm ex, you know, down that expert lane of a niche, of course, but, um, you know, I don't know. I might be an anomaly. I don't know. I don't know. But you have a voice just as much as anybody else would. Like your specialty could be a small business owner running a successful team. And you know what? You know, that's true. Maybe that's, that's with enough. respect to history. I mean, at this point, yeah, yeah. I've been running MKM for exclusively 12 years now. There's something to be said about that. If I were just started, I know I started with more of a niche at the very beginning. And that, yeah. I think a lot of our listeners are at that point. So. I don't, I don't want to sound that to come across confusing, you know, saying one thing and then doing another. Um, so there's tons of ways to interact, of course. You can join the groups that might expect your client to be a member of, which is yeah. a good example. And in fact, speaking of which, I, I, I am a proponent of ProFinder like crazy. It's so worth the money. Because good. if when good. you see okay. something come through... And you can be a potential candidate for it and you want to submit a proposal. Well, maybe you don't have the time. You know, you're, you've got a, a ton of conflicting. You see a part of that RFP that it is, you know, and turnaround time is within a couple of weeks or whatever. There's no reason you can't hit up that person and become connected on LinkedIn and start a conversation in case something comes Good. along the, you know, down the road. Um, That's so a great many way to look at it. That. Can I stop things for a second and yeah. talk? I want to ask about... That ProFinder. I want to know, Nick or Mikkel, I don't use it. Why, what do you get using the paid version that you don't get from the free LinkedIn? And how would our listeners Mikkel might know benefit that. from it possibly? Yeah, I do. Because I went through that recently. You're allowed up to 10 to test it out. 10 different um, um, submitting proposals. And ah. then you'll have to start to pay. Oh, okay. So how so does that work? Okay. So you, just, so you see like the notification come to in. apply for? Say it again? There's like a board of things to apply for, like different jobs up for bidding. And then you So just you will get notified. Apply. You input that you're a part okay. of the ProFinder community as and you register through LinkedIn. With your specialties. To yeah. ProFinder exclusively. And then mm -hmm. once you input your zip code and your radius, that's when all these notifications start to come in and they're pocketed. It's random. Mm -hmm. It's not like once a week or once a month, all of a sudden there will be a three that I had received last, last week yeah. and I hadn't heard anything for several weeks, but it's awesome. 
It's awesome. And though these um, requests for proposals only take up to five candidates that are interested. And then it shuts mm. off. So that way they're not feeling overwhelmed and you feel you're it, – there's a little bit of a timeline for you to submit your – the, why, That's you the key. Are That's the key. why you are yeah. ideal for the job. Cool. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about RFPs, we do have an episode about that, probably maybe five to 10 episodes back. Oh, yeah. See, right. Check that episode out. Yeah. yeah. Right. But so, so you get that. What else do you get? Do I, I, from what I understood, I keep seeing the little notices pop up on LinkedIn saying, start your free trial. And I think it's yeah. like, um, it seems to me like you're able to more accurately search out people by job job titles like let's say you're a designer and you're trying to find the marketing manager for companies does it let you do that and then send them messages you can only you otherwise couldn't you can only submit and reach those that are requesting the proposal from an organization yeah but 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 out of proposals that's just one thing there's other elements of profinder i think too that are that are like you're you able to find access. yeah you get access to members that you didn't that you would normally have to have a connection through. But oh, that would that be, might that be a might different be LinkedIn. membership. My experience That's LinkedIn is, that is is more direct with those that are seeking candidacy. Oh, that's confusing. See, so, that's LinkedIn, so LinkedIn has different like Yeah, they definitely I've never heard of what you just described. And offering. I've been a Profinder user for years now. It's two separate things. Profinder, okay. you pay and it's the access to RFPs and direct people to talk to, but LinkedIn premium is what yeah, I think okay. you're talking about, Wes, where it gives you oh. better access. You can go directly to, you can search via, you know, um, uh, their titles. Uh, and it, it's, it's, that's where, so you pay extra for that on that side. But I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the profiler part too, because I, yeah. I've been seeing it. I've never really responded to them. Um, but it's good to know that they cut it off at five. I think that's the smart thing. Other things that have come around that are very similar to this job placement for designers, they didn't limit it. And I think what happened was, is the people on the other end were like, I was, I was in like, I got like 400 responses. Yeah, no, it's super smart that they limit it to five and five actually doesn't sound like a ton, but I think it's total, it's, it's so worth it. And the other, um, advantage to this too, is that they they share whether they're comfortable working virtually or in person. Yeah. In this arena, most people are comfortable working virtually, but still it gives you running your design practice a chance to support local businesses, which I am a huge proponent of. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Locally sourced. Good. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I still like, you know, I, I get a few of these proposals, but one or two of them I, I've looked at just didn't seem like worthy, but I like what you said where you made a connection with that person. So maybe later down the road, if something didn't work out or they need something more specific to you, you may find you that you can't submit. There's already been five submissions. You can yes. still reach out to that individual, which is great. Okay. And, and start yeah, and, and introduce yourself. They may decide to ignore it or not. It's, it's up to them, but at least something could potentially come from it. If you reach out. Yeah. If you do it in the right way. And that's one yeah. of the things about LinkedIn that I think um, I, I would caution our listeners against thinking of it as just some kind of a magic bullet, like, oh, I can just go out there and just get clients today. It's a little more relationship building over time, Yes, um, which doesn't sound yeah. super sexy, but 
unfortunately that's no it's true it's how the real world it. works anyways that's yeah exactly yeah yeah Very cool all right so the next thing that i want to bring up is all about intelligent commenting you know there's there's so many people that'll just uh like whenever i put a video up there or something i'll just get people that are like nice video thanks like that's you're welcome <laughs> i know Sorry, this isn't really pushing the conversation forward you know like, <laughs> i know so, Definitely what you want to do um, is if you see a piece of content that really says something to you or you can find something to contribute to that or pull out an anecdote of your own personal experience, you should do that because it gets you noticed not only by the prospect who posted it, because I think one one reason you're doing this is to get noticed by the person who posted it, you know, and then, but when you make that public comment, Everyone else who sees that can also see your intelligent comment. So that's what you want to do. And you want to move the conversation forward, obviously. So talk about maybe your biggest takeaway from the article, or if it's a video, talk about that. Um, and if you got any kind of great results from it, like maybe you've used that method that they talk about, and you can say, oh, yeah, I did this, and it got me to this point. Great advice, you know. Um, or you can ask a question about it, which is good too. I like questions because it definitely furthers that conversation. You're not just saying yeah. something out into the world. You're asking a follow-up and then hopefully you get a nice little interaction going with the original right. poster. Yeah. Right. So, you know, stop doing those, uh, you know, nice posts or thanks for this kind of comments. They don't really do much. They do more harm than good, really. Because it makes it look like you're kind of spamming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And For I would sure. imagine that you're and doing better that conversations have happened there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Better conversations have happened on LinkedIn. I've seen at least by just the replying and the conversation. And then you can even say, hey, let's take this off of the comment thing. Next thing you know, you're getting a request from that person and you're starting a conversation in, in a zone that might even lead to some yep. kind of work, you know, which is awesome. And it just happens so much more naturally there. Yeah. It really does. And don't do what I used to do. She said, can we mind taking this offline winky, winky face? Don't do that here. <laughs> That's what Nick does. Don't do what Nick does. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You, good thing you can't throw gifts in on uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> See, that's, I knew they were missing something. It's gifts. So. <laughs> it'll be. Oh, it'll be there one day. Trust me. <laughs> By the way, where do we stand on the gifts, gifs thing? It's gifts, right? I refuse to acknowledge GIFs. I know. I no. I can't say GIF. It doesn't sound right. It's GIF. GIF. All right, good. GIF I sounds s- right. I hear people say GIF more than GIF. I hate, I hate those oh, wow. people. I'm coming down right now hard on you. God. If you say GIF, <laughs> yeah. I don't like yeah. you. And you should stop listening to the show immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's GIF, people. It's, it's for GIF. graphic oh, interface or something. So it's not a graphic yeah. interface. It's not dra- – yeah, it's not a- – <laughs> Damn it. You're right. It should come from yeah, what it stands for. Yeah, but you do for. say gift, not gift. Cool. That's true. Right. Yeah. This is uh. true. I think you've settled it for us, Mikkel. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All right. It's gif. It's gif. No, from it's here gif. on out. You're confusing me now. All right. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Moving on. So, but Moving when you on. get, but when you, uh, when you ask that question in the comments and you get the response back, you know, use that opportunity to request a connection right when they, so they, you ask a question, yeah, they great. respond. Really smart. And at that point, right then and there, 
that's when you try to get that connection. Because um, if you wait too long after that, they're not going to remember you or your question that you asked because You're right. people will yeah. rem- people are thinking about you right then and there, and then they go right back to not thinking about you. So yeah, got to yeah. strike yeah. while the iron's hot. And thank them publicly <laughs> by replying to their comment in that original post. Um, yeah, you know, it works well when you do it correctly, but it does take a little bit of time, as everything does on LinkedIn. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah everything totally. does, sure. All right. So the next one we've got is really specific. It's really about you defining what you can deliver as a designer and as a, a freelancer here. Um it's funny too, like if you think about how we go to our websites and we build it to be very strategic and whatever, on the LinkedIn side, what you post and what you fill your content with is the same structure and architecture that everyone gets. So here's where you really got to be very specific on making sure when someone sees your post and sees your feed, they know what you're delivering, what's unique about you, what awesome skills do you have that you offer that are going to put you above the competition. So the even before you drop in the content, make that list of what you could do for clients, right? And we've, we've asked this of you guys a lot of times. So hopefully you know three or four things that you could do for clients and think about what sets you apart from the competition. And, and I even tell my students this too, because they, they always feel sometimes they don't have enough yet in this zone. So if you don't feel like you have something yet, be, it's okay to be a little specific and to almost not brag, but you're just putting down what you want to be known for and what you what kind of jobs you want to be attracting. So be specific, link them up. The best line that we could tell you on this one, it is better to be the perfect solution for just a few people than to be a just okay solution yeah. for the masses, right? And it goes back to our specialty thing or our niche. But because think LinkedIn has so many ways to feature your work, and it looks great in there with the content you're giving, you have this opportunity to really fine tune like what you can offer and show off very effectively. And they're going to get it because there's no other, there's a lot of times it takes away a lot of the glitz and glamor of let's say your website or the things that you put out there for promotional sake, but now it's just living on LinkedIn. So in addition, think about what kind of work you want to do. What are those things? And post that kind of stuff. Be particular about Um, the things that you're well-suited for and the skills. And that will get people to kind of just, again, remember you. And when they are looking for that work, you are top of mind. And I I think that's really the strongest case for some of the things that have happened, I'd say, in the last six months for me. We're just really pushing the food and beverage and the restaurant stuff as much as I could there. And what happened was um, people not only reached out to me to say, hey, I keep seeing what you're doing. That's awesome. And now I, I know someone who's looking for that. Can I put you two in touch? And you're like, wow, that all happened from just three or four posts that were focused on what I can deliver, you know? And the coolest thing too was one of someone, a connection of mine who was a second connection, saw a post because my friend who's my connection liked it and reached out and said, can you put me in touch with your client? We have a huge, I'm the buyer and we'd like to, position them into our retail establishment. So it got my client in on this huge deal all because of something I posted on LinkedIn. So it makes you look even better to your client because you're active and putting stuff out there yeah. about them. So it, it's a twofold. It doesn't just help you. It's going to help your clients if you're putting really good stuff saying, hey, here's a new website we did for a client and look at this and whatever. It's putting them in the spotlight a little bit. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? So smart. Very, 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 very effective ways of getting things done there for cool. sure. Cool. So this next topping top topic point is to know your ideal client. And this could very well be attributable to the, the niche component that we were talking about earlier, yeah. of course. But for me personally, I've discovered that I love um, I love supporting and representing agencies. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they are f- totally comfortable going with Edge, go- moving forward with Edge. Um, and that way I don't have to – my work doesn't have to look mundane mm-hmm. and, and, too, <laughs> and too lined up and corporate and polished. I mean, I like to mix it up and do that line of work too, but it it – the edgy stuff really tends to um, challenge me in a really good mm-hmm. way. Um, it frosts your cookies. So for me, that's what that's what I strive for. <laughs> so you, it's really really smart to ask yourself the kinds of clients, what what particular clients need the skills that you can supply them with, and then those that you enjoy working with most. Which you know, I just gave an example of that. Um, the mo- the mom and pops just starting out low on funds, not so fun anymore. <laughs> you, be- you get you get to a point where you can afford to make that call, yeah, and s- sift through and kind of shut the door on those that just aren't. You, you know what to expect. You know it's not going to work. So between those two areas, um, the ideal client for you is the intersection of both those areas, um, of- which makes perfect sense. Yep. And then so before you start your search, you can nail down as many details as you'd like for those that are ideal, such as what are their roles, what are their titles, what kinds of companies they support for themselves, the industry that they're in, and you know if they happen to reside in a particular location that you know it's going to work. I'm thinking of that one listener question that came in, remember, where they were in the boonies, and they were oh, kind yeah. of at a hard stop on what oh, to yeah. do. That's <laughs> we we did have I think good recommendation for that at the time, but when you live outside, way outside BFE, yeah, um, the, a metropolitan <laughs> region, it can be a little tricky. Like so good, this may be a great yeah, opportunity. It's like good news, I'm the only designer in my area. Bad news, I'm the only person, yeah, in my <laughs> area. So yeah. yeah, I hire myself all the time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my biggest recommendation. <laughs> but if you if you know your ideal client, that's you creating a persona that's marketing based for yourself. It's a win win, yeah. and it can help you obtain a well rounded focus of what's dreamy and how how it will result, make it easier for you to search thereafter yeah. ongoing mm-hmm. as a business. It also brings the world to you a little bit because if you are yeah. stuck in that situation where you're there's not a lot, this tool could give you the ability to reach out to people that are not in your location, but match you in all the other things. Yeah, true. True. And then you got a virtual client. You know, yeah. so yeah. That's I feel like less and less does it, it matter where you live and where your clients live, you know, unless it's really, like you said, Mikkel, you like I mean, give, supporting local business for me. Or you, yeah. Yeah. I definitely have, I, you ha, I'm at a, at a point where I have to mix it up. There's a reason that via ProFinder, so many requesting proposals are probably feeling they have to say I'm comfortable working virtually. Mm-hmm. It's just that way now in the creative yeah. world. And, Every now and, and then I'll still get a, a client, like even a new de- client de- who developers. kind of really sweetly just says, oh, so uh, 
am I coming to your place or are you coming to mine? And it's just like, neither. Yeah. <laughs> I right. will speak to you on the phone. I know. <laughs> it's becoming more seldom, but it still yeah. happens. I know. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it, it's so weird when that question comes up now because I just don't, you don't even like, it throws it me is. off now. I'm like, oh no. It no, is. That is not the way this works. Yeah. <laughs> And it cracks me up too because when I when I had the office I space, I never got asked that. And now that I, I don't have sweet. the office space, I get asked it's, it all the time. It's extremely, <laughs> like, hey, I'm it's in your, extremely I'm in your neck of the woods. effective. I think it's sweet to be able to <laughs> yeah. have that advantage. Um, yeah. But I don't ever present now for those virtual relationships, not doing a live screen share or being able to see their reaction. Yeah. I never do that anymore. True. I never no, will. Send I never a do PDF that either. Anymore. Sometimes it's just on the, over the phone, but I'll screen share um, either way. Yeah, you can yeah. still get a better I, read that yeah, way. Yeah, I will not ever just send a PDF or send concepts for them to look at on their own anymore. It just doesn't work. No, I had I had somebody recently, you know, an MKM support designer, send me drafts, three drafts via PDF over email. Completely missed the mark. Yeah. And she would have she would have been able to obtain, you know, rather than sending me and doing a little bit of back-to-back over email and then me scheduling a feedback call with her, it would have been far more effective if she had requested from me, when can we, when can we do a live chat so that I can show you what I've put together? Yeah, exactly. That was much more efficient. Yeah, it is. So my next thing is just super simple. Um, But basically you're going to want to like, you always want to be adding new people to the mix, new people to your connections, you know, because as we talked about in the last episode, 500 is kind of that magic number where it's displayed. Because I don't, forgive me if I'm wrong, Nick, but they never really show people exactly how many you have uh, unless maybe you're under 500. Oh, that's a good question. I think you can dig in. You can oh, actually dig into, you have to hit like view more, view more a few times, I think. And then you'll actually see your, your okay. true number. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because I can see what mine is, okay. but mo- on most other people's profiles, all I see is five hundred plus, five hundred plus, and I think and that's what you want. Yeah, you want yeah. that plus. It's, the, it's like the club. It's like it's like this yeah. is Premier Club on United. <laughs> You're a gold status. Yeah, it's like the five timers club on a Saturday Night Live. You there know, you go. you've, exactly. you've got the jacket, you've got the smoking <laughs> yep. jacket. You're Still ready waiting to go. for that in the mail. <laughs> exactly. So you, the one of the ways to get to that over five hundred, if you don't already have it is to find the appropriate people, obviously, to add. And one of the places I like to look is just on that sidebar, the right sidebar, um, under the people also viewed area. So it's basically going to just give you a nice little list of people that they think are the most natural people for you to reach out to. If you're ever stuck and you don't, if you can't really look for people by their job title, which I think you can't really do that too much with the free version, um, but this is a good way of finding people who might be uh, good leads for you. Yeah, it's it's, it's easy. stuff you would never know because you, you don't know. You might tech, tech, technically not know this person, but you're it's giving you the suggestion because there's some reason you should know each other. <laughs> That's what's kind of yeah. cool. right. You know, they're playing matchmaker basically. And there you go. There you, you go. Know. Right. They're Very better cool. than my mom at that. I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 Next one up is another real simple but elementary one to think about, and it's just following up. So every time you have made a new connection or, mm-hmm. or someone has reached out to you or vice versa, follow up 
and just thank that person upon the request. Do mm -hmm. it very quickly. I think the goal is to just shoot for at least within the first 24 hours, like before a, a daybreak or like the, the end of the day, if possible. And you can make, you can take that opportunity to open, have, have an open conversation with them and ask a question or two about, hey, what are you working on? Or what, what, what are your company's needs right now? Is there anything we, sh we can kind of, you know, talk about that would be a great thing to see how we can work together in the future. So just yeah. do that. Again, don't rely on any of those defaults that are automatically in there. In fact, there's like AI now, as far as like you get a, a message in your LinkedIn thing and you don't even have to type. It gives you like six options of what your reply would be. It's like, yes, great. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, that don't do that. That's great that they uh, offer it, but that's for lazy people and we're not yeah. lazy. And it's noticeable. I, I would say one noticeable. thing, one word of caution here on this on this topic yeah. is, you know, there, it's a very fine line between saying, you know, asking like, hey, is there anything I can do for you between that sounding really salesy? And by the way, like I'm not averse to sales, but you have to earn it first. Of course. And there's something yeah. I there's something I find very annoying about when people on their first reach out, they say something like that, like, hey, is there... I'd love to talk to you and see how I can help you. It's like, okay, I know what you're doing there. I know this is a thinly veiled yeah. attempt at sales when we've only just kind of, we've only gone on our first date here. And now you're, <laughs> you're asking for you're too right. much. Yeah. It could go too fast very yeah. quickly in those yeah. things. Yep. So like the way I would rather see that worded, I think would be in, rather than, hey, what can I answer for you? What can I do for you? Maybe something like, hey, I'm here if you ever have any questions related to this topic. I know a lot about it. Feel free to get in touch if you ever have any questions. That's it. That's Versus, it. yeah, I don't know. Or you, like just, you could tell when it's a cut and copy. And it's like, hey, well, it's so cool you to meet you. Me. How's Chicago? And then next paragraph. Yeah. We have been an ongoing solution-driven yep. thing. You're like, oh, yep. God, here we go. <laughs> uh, yep. I, I, I said Those it in the nuts. last episode. Every damn time I accept a friend or like a, not a friend request, but a, a connection, connection request, yeah. it is immediately yeah. followed with, their PHP, you know, spiel. Yeah. Web expert, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me and too. I just like, I, I, I get rid of that connection every time. Yeah. Cause you've done nothing to build any kind of a relationship. You've basically asked me to marry you on our first date and, uh, I need to be wined and dined a little first. I'm an old fashioned gal. <laughs> there you go. We've yeah, made no, our, I, we've I, made I our rules. I love you. it. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I've got principles. <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's that advice is completely related to this next discussion point, which is reach out to people who view your pro profile. There is a non-tacky way of going about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I all, all it takes is for you to be on the other end and for somebody to reach out to you, or you're just rolling your eyes. I mean, that tent that template stuff, like what Nick was describing just now, it can't be more annoying. Um, so yeah, if you personalize it and you notice that they live in a particular region and you happen to know it, you can talk about visiting there, some, something that really customizes and caters it to that communication, that foremost communication. Um, mm -hmm. so obviously take the opportunity to connect if somebody's viewed your profile or you happen to post a writing on LinkedIn Pulse, um, the thing about this is, is that you have a free, if you have a free account and I still do, um, you can only see the, the most recent five people who have viewed your profile. 
So you can check fre frequently so you don't miss anything. Uh, or you can get rid of the restriction altogether and upgrade, which I, I should probably do myself. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it, but I don't know that I would use it enough in this way to make it worth it. But I, I every month no, I, there are I other always ask myself too. the question of if I'm going to or not. There I'll are other advantages too. We could oh, put I'm together sure. a summation of what 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 they all are because I probably need a refresher on that personally. Yeah. yeah well, true. you know what you can do one or two times. I've seen someone who looked at my profile and I looked at their title, saw where they're at, and I thought, ooh, that'd be a great place to work with. So guess what? My next post was focused on <laughs> that. Uh, oh, uh -huh. th cool. Your post that specific. Them. Yeah. Well, hey, it's like <laughs> they, they kind of they started it, right? They they yeah. checked out your profile. They and started I, it, you know. And so, like, I think that's always interesting too, like, because you can like Google search someone with LinkedIn and see their results come up in the Google search, but you, it didn't show that you viewed their profile. So that's like a little hidden back door to see someone on LinkedIn. You don't get all mm -hmm. the information, obviously, but you shouldn't be worried about if, if someone's. I think it should be great that someone sees that you checked out their profile because hopefully they'll do the same thing back to you and like say, yeah. Hey, what, what do we have in common? What, it, you know, what do you do? And that it, it's just a good way to introduce, but yeah, use you it should, to your advantage. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't say to them like, Hey, I saw you checked out my profile. Yeah. yeah. Like hey, probably just, yeah. probably what don't you mention that. Yeah. <laughs> how you doing? A little, a little how you doing, George? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So don't cool. be creepy, but yeah. be helpful. <laughs> That's the next thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, this goes kind of hand in hand with what I was talking about before. You know, if you want to get new clients on LinkedIn, you have to get them to trust you first. Don't go right in for that sale. That will kill the sale um, faster than anything else. So one of the best ways to do this is to just go into every interaction really trying to be helpful without like and try to drop the ulterior motives behind it cuz being helpful and answering questions and just kind of being that expert by being helpful will pay off in the end yeah. you know so just be helpful give away some free knowledge you know don't be afraid of uh giving away trade secrets like that's not mm -hmm. the way the world works anymore if people yeah. want to find out how to do something no matter how much of a secret you think it is uh someone else is going to tell them they go on YouTube, they can find the answer. Uh, so that might as well come from you. So, you know, just put your put selling your services back on a shelf. Don't think about that at first. And just focus on building those relationships and answering questions. And then they'll remember you. And then you can yeah, ask them right. to marry you eventually. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all trying to find love here at the end of the day. <laughs> Money love. Metaphorical love. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's true. So if you if if you are also kind of building up your your connections here and you start to realize that you know people that should know each other, it's so great for you to do this first because it will happen and you will get it back in return. But make introductions with people that should know each other. So if there's any two people out there that have made a really great impression on you or there's some reason they should know each other. LinkedIn's that perfect spot to do it because, again, it's backed up by all of their data and who they are. And there's a, you probably don't even have to explain why these two people should meet each other, but it's great because now you've introduced them. They're going to remember you as the link in the connection. And you might be amazed at what, what that can do. You know, I've done that to a lot of people that I know in the same industries. 
and maybe are at the same level, but at opposite ends of the, the spectrum. So for them to get to know each other, it's, it's something they, you know, again, maybe the, the, the analytics of LinkedIn can do this on their own and they could have found each other, but if it comes through you, it's so much better, I think. And I've done that. I've had a few success points too, where not only did I make a connection, but they, then when they got to doing something, they were like, Hey man, we're ready to roll with some packaging. Um, it was almost a natural that I was just the, their thought of who, who they go with. So it, it does pay off in the end, but again, then you'll get people that will do the same with you. And I love when I get someone that says that introduction is in the title and you go, Oh, that that's going to lead to something that's going to lead to something. So definitely give it some thought because you want people to do the same to you. You've got to put it out there maybe first, if you haven't done that yet. Yeah. Amen. Exactly. And it's, and it's the right form for it. Whereas other things I think on on Instagram and, uh, and whatever it, that, in, that introduction might just float there for, for weeks and no one sees it, but on LinkedIn, yeah. it's almost meant to be there. Okay. Up next, when, know when to let your <laughs> achievements do the talking without sounding like a total bragger. Because come on, isn't it such a turnoff when somebody's like, my way or the highway has that approach of, yeah. you know, that they're, they're all talk. Yeah. So if you're going to take the, you know, use the effort and take the time to, you know, show yourself off with respect to your skills on LinkedIn, um, you just have to make sure that you do it in the proper way. You can be confident without sa sounding like a total know-it-all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I got so, a t-shirt with all my accomplishments on it and I wear it. Is that, <laughs> that, <laughs> and it has every person who's endorsed me on there. It's really awesome. <laughs> you know, but doesn't this have so much to do with, doesn't this have so much to do with trust? If somebody is, is like that, you don't have any inkling to trust them. No. And that, you nailed it by saying, let no. it speak for it. Let them speak for themselves. That's, that's bragging without your voice really yeah doesn't get any right better. right <laughs> and you know at the same time you don't want to downplay your accomplishments if totally. you've had a bit of success you know you can market yourself properly in that regard but i don't know just there's there's a way to focus on building up your portfolio to let your work speak for itself and then you, there's a happy medium here too, because if you're too gentle and humble, mm -hmm. then th that lacks confidence. True. So yeah. be be have a that confident approach, yet be cautious of yeah you know, the brag. Well, I think it's there's two ways of doing this too. It's it's adding those portfolio pieces of your projects so they can see what you've done, and then when you're kind of yeah. talking to someone, because I think this is mostly talking about once you're in a conversation with a connection yeah. is that correct right um right. yeah there's a way right. to brag about you and then there's the other way is to say this is what i've done for my clients where you're making the clients yeah. kind of the hero of that story and you just kind of helped get them there which yeah. sounds a lot mm -hmm. less braggadocious when you think about it than I, I love it like i do this for my clients and i get these results Versus, yeah, this client I had last month was able to do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. um, it's linked to better you way to and see, your yeah, efforts. It's linked to me, but yeah, because I'm the one who's saying like, the the they can do that math in their own head and know that they're talking that I'm saying that I helped get them there. It's kind of like the points you write in your resume 
it, it's literally like, you know, I did this for my client and it increased blank or whatever it did. And so again, yeah, you're letting it speak for itself without being braggadocious. Braggadocious. Word great. of the day. It's a great word. Yeah. It's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to, end this list for us. So, you know, let us know in the comments on this episode if if you have any other tips that you'd like for us to share. Um, or if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to send in a listener question about that. And of course, we have a listener question coming right up as we do in all episodes. But before we get there, let's talk fresh books. Let us heap some praise on the program that we can't live without. Fresh books is amazing. Uh, you know, we're designers. We're not accountants. We are not professional invoicer nerds that like to sit around and type out invoices all day. Um, maybe Mikkel likes that. But she's, <laughs> she'd be about the only one. No, she's shaking her head. She doesn't like that. Yeah. No one likes that unless you're an accountant. So FreshBooks has basically taken this off of your plate. And it lets us as designers and uh, creative freelancers basically just get set up really quickly uh, brand them with our own colors, add in clients, add an invoice in just about you know two clicks and 30 seconds, you can get one of these sent out. It goes right to your client. They can pay, uh, they can send a check the old-fashioned way. You can set up a Stripe account or a PayPal account to get paid through one of those with a credit card. Um, they just make it so easy, and you get paid way sooner with FreshBooks. They've done the study that over 60% of invoices are paid within one day which is huge. We like that. Um, you know, what can, they've got the multi-currency invoicing. So if you have clients in other countries, they take care of that. Automated late payment reminders are amazing. because uh, Lifesavers. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes people don't pay on time and you mm. don't want to be the one who has to uh, be the, the debt collector. That doesn't leave a good taste. I need some, I, I need some of those one-day paying clients, baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, and when they don't do it, honestly, FreshBooks will step in on your behalf and they're the enforcers. They're the ones who are going to get you your money. Um, So you have more time to work your design magic and their support is great Mm -hmm. too. So um, we've got a free on 30 day unrestricted free trial. Um, Once you do that, I doubt you will go back to the old fashioned way. Um, Just a little prediction for you. So to claim your 30 day (laughs) free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, 30 free days, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. All right. We have a listener question from Laura Grant in response to our last episode, something Mikkel said. So that's awesome. Laura asks, Mikkel, tell us more about your note taking process. I'm a mom of three crazy boys. And freelance about 20 hours a week, revising my notes, calendar, task list, procedures constantly. I'm the grab anything off your desk and scribble down notes person you referenced. Uh, but I hate <laughs> it. Do share. So tell us about your note taking process, Mikkel. How do you keep so organized? Uh, so don't – this is such a great question. I'm so glad she followed up. and Because uh, the way that I approached that, by the way, last episode was um, – some might view it as a little dirty. I was kind of rude about it because I don't, remember what you said. I don't get it. If if you're in this industry, be a digital person. Mm-hmm. Don't don't snag a f- flipping post, post it. it. I just don't understand right. it. It does it doesn't resonate with me by any means. But mm-hmm. so, oh god, <laughs> Wes, 
thousand notes he just showed me on his post-it pad. That's hilarious. The timing of that you know was what? perfect. You know what, Mikhail? I quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got a post-it too. I was wow. just gonna say, who the hell buys those anymore? <laughs> I you know, love them. You know what? Them. You buy a pack but, uh, of post-its; they last you for life. And I got to get my money's worth. Yeah. So, but anyway, they are huge. You know what though? I, this is not to diss those instances where you're with team members and you're in a comp room, and you're 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 at discovery phase and you're sharing ideas and you're pinning this stuff up on the wall. That's the only instance I see this useful for. Mm-hmm. For note taking to run your business. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Trello. I jot things down in there all the time. I have the app installed to my phone. I'm jotting notes to those that support my business, those that clients contacts that I support. And that can happen from anywhere. We'll be in the grocery store and something will pop into my head and I'll take care of it. Good. Um, Oakley will literally be pooping on the toilet. I'll be reading him a story and something will hit me and I'll record it to my notes app that's synced with every machine that I've got so Love that it. I it's never lost. So it's really crucial in in my mind to have a process or you know s- software that you drop any of your thoughts down and no- note take with that's synced with all of your devices otherwise it's not worth it. That's yeah. the so game changer. Yeah. That that is absolutely the game changer. I'm cooking in the kitchen. I've got my MacBook flipped up. Something hits me. I jot it down, and I know it will be in my phone that very moment. Mm-hmm. Because there is not any given eve or evening. How early do I go to bed? There's not any given night where I go to bed, and I I I don't want to get up and, and come here and get pull up something on my master machine. Yeah. I want to just be able to j- jot it in my phone. Every single night I'm have I'm having to do that. Yeah. For to-do cool. lists, to to check in with somebody as a as a draft to send first thing in the morning because everybody knows you know client contacts that see you send out something that late in the night, they think they can take advantage of your hours. Mm-hmm. So, but that way it acts as a reminder to just hit send the next morning and or revisit how you know how you were phrasing something because, you know, at the end of the day, maybe you're too tired and you didn't put, put together your thoughts all that well. Um, so yeah, sync apps up, you know, like crazy. And I don't do too many. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have two. I'm, I'm sharing two that yeah, are my day to day. I think you can, I think there is the chance, the chance that is, you know, that's not recommended here that you have too much. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it don't be utilize in one too space? many pe- yeah. too many resources, and this also allows you to, you know, live in the moment with your family. When Jason has his days off, I'm able to be around and work remotely from any one of my devices. Yeah, the confidence level is great, Truly. isn't it? Because you know, if you're jotting that note down, it's going to be available for you at the next spot you're at with the next device. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And people use Evernote. I've heard a lot about Evernote as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys? That's really yeah, Evernote's That's great. a great one. It's very intensive. You can build projects on it and create tasks, but you could put in your inspiration and everything. I've tried it. I think it was maybe too rich for what I needed, and like, oh really? Yeah. I, I'm glad she. I think it is she, super robust, isn't it? Oh yeah, and it and it's primarily yeah. free. I think, um, 
But when you, we talked about this last week, I remember, Mikkel, you were just saying even the ease of making sure your notes on your phone are iCloud on. So that way, when you go to notes on your machine or on your other devices, that note is there where you took it from some other device. And I, I love that feature as well. And, um, and it, don't forget, it's all, it's all Siri-driven too. If you're iPhone or Mac-based, you could do that, you know, hey, Siri, make a new note, and it will add it to the note all by voice, which is – so if you're even juggling a bunch of stuff, at least you're, you're getting a note written without even typing. So there's a lot of good ways around it. I, I love being – you can reach it on another device and find it. To me, that's the best option, and that's getting me getting to be more rid of these guys because <laughs> the Post-its are my – like, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm sure and we, we could probably do a poll. Some people still prefer the analog over the digital, uh, but there is a way to kind of compensate and, and use these tools because digital is making it so easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. I, I like Post-its because they're, they're sticky by nature. You peel them off and they <laughs> stick to anything and I can carry them with anywhere. Yeah. This anytime. one's from 2015 and look, it it's still, still sticks. sticking. Nice. Still six, and I saw what I did on Tuesday back in uh, November fifteen. <laughs> well, we we will try to catch up to you, Mikkel, and lead uh, catch up to your shining example. I know that might be another good uh, New Year's resolution. Exactly. All right, guys. So keep sending in those listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign dot com, uh, and we love the audios as well. We haven't gotten one in a while, and to be honest with you, our uh, our mailbag is emptying out a little bit too. So feel free to send one in. And if it's something we haven't covered too many times already, and if it's something we can answer, we will. So send those in and uh, we can't wait to read it on the show. Give you a shout out. So anything else you guys want to bring up before we get rolling? Um, Really quickly. One thing that I meant to mention about the note taking thing. So this is how ridiculous my notes app is. I have a, a distinct note for every client account. There you go. And that's a thread. And, and in some cases, depending on the breadth of a project, I'll have a note specifically for that project. That's a good way and to look then, at it. From any device, you can do a search, be like, oh, where did I put that note? <laughs> You I can know. search rather than looking all over your flipping house or studio for a for a Mine's post-it like note, a password or something you can't that you know render is there a somewhere. search for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's it's just beneficial all around. Good idea. Well, I hate to cut this conversation short, but I got to get a haircut. I've got an appointment soon, uh. so I'm going to have to <laughs> nice. get on rolling out for the weekend. Stop but, everything, guys. Yes, yeah, stop we everything. Stop now. the podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it was good chatting with you two again, as always. And I'll, we'll uh, we'll be back yes, in another couple you. of weeks for Holly Holiday. Why did I say holiday? Holiday. Holly Jolly. Holly Jolly <laughs> Holiday Gift Guide episode. So yeah, remember to tweet us your gift picks uh, to hashtag DGDC Gift, and we will be sure to uh, to read those out. So with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Thank <laughs> you.